0: welcome back to the beauty inspires beauty podcast i am your host jessica bergio and i'm super excited to talk to my fellow san diegan she is (laughs) she and i were just laughing because we were comparing how we both use laughter as kind of a defense mechanism but also a you know Um, it can be like a trauma response or it can be just a way for you to work through whatever's coming up. And so we just instantly bonded on that along with what she's trying to create in the world, which is leaving a legacy, for her family, for her people, for anyone who she comes in contact with. And so I just couldn't be more honored to have her on the podcast today, bringing you guys just some really amazing insight on what it takes to be successful and what it takes to have grit in this business. Because, you know, being a business owner is not for the faint of heart, being a leader in an industry uh, where it's mostly ran by men, um, an industry where, you know, not a lot of women have the power and the voice to talk about things like money, finances your wealth, growing your wealth, um, all of that good stuff. So welcome to the show, Miss Saunders. How are you doing today? I am ecstatic and enthusiastic and
1: excited. It's a beautiful Monday. I'm fired up. <laughs> good cool. to see you. Thank you for having me as well.
0: Oh, our pleasure. I, I feel like anytime I can have somebody who's like doing the work currently and still like in it with me is, is what's so powerful. And I know you've already created so much success in your business. So can you talk us Through a little bit of how you got into the industry you're in now and explain to people what it is that you're doing.
1: Yes, I would love to. So how I got into it, it's actually crazy. I was living in Nebraska. So whoop whoop to all the people from the Midwest out there, which is very limited amount of people, but I love Nebraska, right? So I'm from Nebraska. I actually had a a divorce. It didn't end the best way. Obviously it ended. Um, And I had to pack up and move. That was My choice really not had to, but I felt I had to, I felt this need, I needed to go do something bigger than myself. And during the divorce, during my relationship, I'd felt this pool of you're meant for more. You're Mm -hmm. meant for bigger. You're supposed to be doing something else and you can't do it here. So I was looked at by my family and friends as insane, um, by picking up, packing up, moving. I left a really great job, great job, um, at the national Gallup poll. Um, I worked there five years, but after the fifth year, I got a 75 cent raise, which was literally the most disgusting thing I'd ever felt. Um, I was capped at maybe 125,000. That's just not the life for me. So I packed up, took my little dog and I flew, not flew, I drove all the way, drove all the way from Nebraska to California. I came out here to follow my dream of being a model and I'm five, two and thick. So that didn't work out too well. So <laughs> I said, you can't be on the runway. And I said, okay, awesome. So what else can I do? I actually got into um, lingerie modeling and I got into um, boudoir modeling. I have a really nice, again, thick body. So I got in the modeling industry. Um, Forgot I had this amazing passion for art, got into my own business, creating special effects, makeup, and body paint. So I met a lot of, com- yeah, I do that. <laughs> So special effects, makeup and body paint. I used to paint um, naked men and women, and it was an amazing thing to do. So, of course, my whole Christian family freaked out. You moved to California. You didn't take anybody with you. You don't know anyone out there. You're doing all this crazy stuff. I got a lot of pushback, but I was just following a passion that I needed to follow. And I didn't know where it was going to lead me, but somehow it led me to the promotion industry. So through my Uh, special effects makeup and modeling. I got into the promotion industry. I worked with those hand in hand together. Um, After I've been in the promotion industry about three years, I saw all the bad financially. Like, I mean, all of the bad, all of what we're going out to the clubs. We're going up on a Tuesday. Shout out to Drake. Um, I literally saw people throw money that they probably shouldn't have been throwing in the club because they saw artists do it Hmm. right? because it's the cool thing to do. After a while, I looked around and I remember looking at the crowd, It's like two o'clock in the morning. And I just saw a whole bunch of lost people trying to impress. And I'm not saying everybody that goes to the club is lost. I'm just saying the majority of people out there that I saw every single week doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different. I one day just, I felt that this was not for me. Right. And then right then I said, this is not for me my good friend said, Hey, you should come work with me in finance. And I said, hell no. I said, absolutely not. Like I am a model. I am a person who likes to communicate with people. I'm not trying to be like you had mentioned. I thought of old white guys with briefcases and like a hunch in their back. I truly did. And I said, I'm not a person to be behind a computer desk. So she just kind of followed up for me with six months. She followed up for six months with me. She said, you're great with people. She told me something that really impacted me. She said, well, you're too busy being broke to actually start being wealthy. And it takes a true friend to say something that beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't take it positively at the moment, but after I really thought about it, I, was I really making what I wanted to make? Was I really living the life that I wanted to live? I was almost 30 years old and I was working in the promotion industry doing body paint. I'm not saying that that's bad at all, but for me and my goals and my dream, that wasn't for it. So that's really how I got in, involved in the financial industry. And I, I watched my mother suffer and we could go into detail about the family members and all that good stuff. I just did not want to be broke. I wanted to own money. I didn't want it to own me. I wanted to understand the language of money because it is a
0: language. So it's really how my journey began. That's so powerful. And when you can't speak the language, you can play the game and the game, is how much can we collect? How much can we invest? How much we can, like, can we give back to then create what you want to do now, which is this legacy. And it's like hard to see outside of yourself when you're stuck in your own shit. Like you talked about, like you were too broke (laughs) to like pay attention to it. Like most people are just getting by and getting by is better than what they probably grew up with, which was maybe more struggle of not even being able to get by. So um, that's super powerful, and I feel like a lot of people brush that under the rug and act like maybe that didn't exist or that's not how they're living. And it's not until you get really honest with yourself. Um, but a lot of people haven't been given the vision to dream bigger like that. Like you oh, know say what that again. A lot of people haven't been given the vision to dream bigger, and or the permission. Like that's why, like investing in myself the way I have over the last couple of years, getting in these masterminds and these groups, it's like they would make us do these exercises where we had to say certain things like that. And like, I would say it, I would write it down. I do not really believe it though. Right. And that's where like, right. I love about your page. Cause you talk about building confidence. And you know, if you watch anything that you speak about when you're doing your leadership trainings, it's like, yeah, maybe you were born with confidence. All oh, babies are right, right. You do know, give it a try, but that somewhere along the way we were smacked around and and right. told them, oh, be quiet. Sit still don't, you know, all the things that kind of, diminish the confidence yes. that we, I'm such a big, huge, like habits create that confidence. And like yes. you said something that I wrote down and you said, if you tell yourself lies, you will lose that confidence. And yes. I had to listen to it again when you said it. Cause I was like, how often you were referring to drinking water and like showing up for yourself in a way that like you can count on yourself because that so hugely is also something I, I tried to like always get across to people. And you gave an example of like, if your friend says they're going to meet you at three o'clock and they don't show up and the next day they say they're going to show up at three o'clock again and they don't show up or they're late or, you know, they kind of like were there, but they weren't paying attention to you. Like, yes. like how often do we say we're going to do certain things for ourselves and then we don't, or we do them half ass. And it's like, no one's there to clap for you. They don't like, no. if you do it, you have to do those things for yourself. And it's in doing that work that then breeds the confidence that allows you to become the person that you so need to true. Do things. You guys are the first people I'm going to tell. So nobody steal this idea,
1: which I shouldn't even say it, but I should, but I'm creating a book and it's going to be called habits to success. I love it. Habits to success. And it's, it's exactly what you had said. You have to create those habits through those habits. It creates now the confidence because you've been doing it. You're now creating a new version of you. And there's a great book by Joe Dispenza. It's a, uh, recreating a oh gosh what do you say? Recreating
0: the habit of being yourself.
1: Yourself and creating yeah. a new version of you. And yeah. in order for you to create a new version of yourself, you have to start doing things that are different and out of your comfort zone. So when people stay in their comfort zone and they stay in the comfortability, you're not growing. And they say this all the time, but I don't think we really understand and take it into consideration. If you're not growing, you're dying. So if we're not growing our mind, we're not growing our skills, we're not growing our communication. I love that you're taking that path to gain and grow. They say like self-help is for people who need help. No, self-help is for people who want improvement and everybody should say they want improvement. You can improve on anything in your life. So I love that you said that and pushing yourself out of those limits. So, so walk
0: us through. So if you guys don't know, she, she runs, um, i
1: sorry. I didn't even tell everybody
0: what I do. That. I like to do some Quentin Tarantino shit where we like drop it on that. Yeah. We do the back play mm-hmm. of like what you actually do. Quentin, so, Quentin Tarantino is my favorite artist. I'm, I'm the like, best what, director. What's happening? Um, so you run an agency of about 28 people. Um, and in that it's for the world financial group, which is teaching yes. financial literacy and giving people tools and power to, be financially uh, independent and to be able to see the future for what it can be and to be able to like actually be able to speak the language around money and what money can do for you. So your friend came at you for six months, talking you into this business, finally called you out, you jumped in and what, it what has that runway looked like for you? It looked really shitty at first. I'll be very frank with
1: you. And, and, you know, the road to success is not easy. It's And and this is something I came up with one time I was stuck in um, the snow in Nebraska. It's also what I had to move. And it was really hard for me to get out of that snow because there was no traction underneath it. And I think a lot of the times we expect things to be easy and sleek and beautiful and clean. But if you don't have that traction, the, the mud, the sticks, the dirt, something that will allow you to push forward the crap in your life, you won't actually take off the way you're supposed to right? Think of like a a tire on a glass floor. You can't really get traction. You have to throw dirt and crap at it. I had a lot of dirt and crap hit me a lot. My mindset, I think was the biggest thing that I had to overcome. And that's why I did not have success in my business for almost the first two years. I came in and I did not take off. I came in and I was very slow. I think most people would have quit. I'm not most people. I'm not a quitter. I am a winner. There's a great book by Tim Grover called not relentless. It's the one after it's called winning. I thought I was a crazy person because I was doing things that most people looked at me crazy for. I was showing up at the office early. I was staying late and there wasn't a lot of success from it because the biggest thing I had to change was my mindset. And that's one of the main things that I teach and I focus on is having a healthy relationship with your money. Mm -hmm. Many of us shove our, our money mindset into the closet and we don't look at it. We don't, pay attention to our finances. We don't look at our savings. We don't look at our investments. We don't want to, we just kind of put it in there and just close the door. Well, what would happen if you had a dog and you put it in there and you said, um, you can just feed yourself, take yourself out, walk yourself. Well, when you open that door again, you're even having a very hungry, angry dog or a dead dog. Right. And I love animals. So I hate using that as an example, but that's what we're doing. And so when people open their door for finances, they see this big, scary, mouth-dripping monster. When if we open that door every single day and we look at that monster, we found out that it's just a fluffy little Maltese just needing some love, needing some energy. So if you don't have a good relationship with your money, and that starts with being good in here. I wasn't okay within myself. I was still struggling how to be a better person and a better version of myself. I was hanging around with the wrong crowd. And for me, the wrong crowd, again, that's it's based on who you feel is the wrong crowd for your future. Correct. For me, that was the wrong crowd. I was hanging out with people that were staying out till three, four, five in the morning. I was in the promotion industry. So there's all sorts of things going on, not just getting drunk all the time. There's all sorts of things going on. Right. And it's a it's a fun lifestyle. You can get in it. But again, I saw long-term and that's another big thing that I think people need to really pay attention to think long-term, what does your life look like long-term, not short-term. So I got in this business and I did not take off. I really wanted to grow myself and I had to go through a lot of trials and tribulations. I had my car repoed. I was, um, I moved my mom in, um, very shortly after I started making like five, 6,000, $8,000 a month, I thought I was making it right? I was making more than I had. So I said, let me start doing cool stuff. And then as people do that, don't have a wealthy mindset, we we put a broke person in a wealthy person's position. We'll go right back to broke because we're not okay with our mindset. I had a broke mindset. So I started spending money. I started buying things. I started not investing in myself and others. So I I brought my mom in to, to live with me. And I thought it was the best thing at the time, which I'm very thankful I did, but I retired my mom and it started struggle after struggle. It's not easy when you retire someone, um, when your business isn't really fully built the way it's supposed to be built yet. Um, I I, I probably made some mistakes early on that I'm glad I did, but I shouldn't probably have made those mistakes. I'm glad I did them. And it just put me in a really bad financial hardship. I I gained $20,000 in debt while I was in the business, right? I um, lost the car. Like I said, it was really rough. I had to move around six times when I came to California. If you've ever moved in California, it's very, (laughs) <laughs> and I lied to myself the entire time I came out here because coming from my $480 rent from Nebraska, you can't even find a Harry Potter closet for $480, right? Not, so, even close. not even close. So those financial hardships came and they came very fast. And I'm glad because it taught me a lot of lessons that I will never, ever, ever, ever repeat. so... I had a lot of hardships and mistakes, but I stood fast. in what I knew was going to work for me long-term I stuck close to the people who are really trying to help me in the future. And that's when I started taking off. And I'll tell you this last thing, the biggest thing in our business, it switched was when we became servant leaders. When we said, Hey, we're not in this for ourselves. We're both me and my fiance, we're both single children. So we can be very selfish. Um, But we realized it's not about us. It's about our team. It's about our agents. It's about what we can do for our family and our community
0: and others. And that's when our business started taking off and really started switching. And by others, she's talking about the people that she helps create these financial plans and awareness for like when you can help somebody unlock all of the shit you just talked about for themselves and create a a plan to living a wealthy retirement, a wealthy, how am I going to ever retire? How am I ever going to get out of this blah, blah, blah situation? Like you show them the path and like the path is always do the fucking math. Like if you do, do it. The math, it simplifies stuff. It's not, should I, shouldn't I, should I spend the money? Should I not Action. Do, I do I not? It's knowing like I was, I was exactly what you just described when it came to spending money because I thought I was making a shit ton of money. And in my industry, in the beauty industry, you see a lot of cash on a daily basis yes. you get to a point where you're making, you know, a couple thousand dollars a day. You What's the first thing I used to do, go to Nordstrom's. I would do a wedding yeah. The, the amount of money that I previously spent in my early twenties, because I started doing hair when I was nineteen, I bought a house I couldn't afford at twenty-two years old. I had a thirty-two hundred dollars mortgage payment at twenty-three years old. I was making sixty-nine thousand dollars right. a year. Who the fuck gave me that loan? <laughs> 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 terrible, terrible mistakes to set myself back. Like I, I, I feel all of that to my core. Yes. That's why, like. We have a mutual friend in the business too, who, who is a leader, who is a powerhouse, who's trying to leave, leave a legacy as well. And that's the number one thing that he talks about too, is it's not about you. Yes. It's about you finding a role that serves you as well, right. Yes. That creates and, and breeds other leaders, but it's the ability to teach financial literacy to people who have never heard the proper language around money. And with money, you have choices. And so I've really been, Thank it's you. We have you on this podcast right now because the last couple of episodes have been kind of centered around money and women with money. And I think women with money is the most powerful thing in the world, right? Because we're emotional people. We like to buy with emotion, but we also like to give with emotion, right? So, like, the more money I have, the more I want to give it away or help somebody else or lean back and bring somebody with me. And so, when you flip it and you start giving and serving, like, it creates this incredible, like, you called it traction. And people just are drawn to you when you start including and bringing and sharing, um, all the things that, you know, and it's not, it's not rocket science. You didn't recreate the wheel. You're not teaching things that people don't already know, but they put it in the closet and they're not dealing with it. They're not trying to take care of it or nurture it or spend it any time. Um, and they wonder why they're stuck on this hamster wheel of got to break through the wheel. Just trying to get by. And like, I don't know about you guys, but if anyone listened to this show, like we're past the point of like, just trying to get by. And I'm not talking about, you need to make X amount of dollars. It's not cute. Just trying to get by. I'm sorry.
1: No, it's not not cute to struggle with your relationships. It's not cute. Have being financially
0: illiterate is not attractive. It is not attractive. And if any of this is like triggering, or you're kind of slightly like stressed out listening to any of this, and you haven't ever unlocked what this looks like, my good friend Chris Harder, who is the mentor with the um, mastermind that you guys know I'm part of, Fast Foundations, like he has a money principles course that's easily downloadable. It's going to ask you these questions. That's going to get you thinking, and also being being more vulnerable to have conversations around money like this with women like you who can like actually articulate, share stories of like, uh, listen, I, w- I'm, I wasn't always where I am now. Like I did make mistakes in the past too. I didn't have all the things I have now. Cause I'm sure when people see you, they see this confident woman who has this team. They don't see the struggle. They don't see the hard work. They're like, Oh, oh you must be nice. <laughs> yeah. Yada, yada. Throw whatever one liner you want in there. And that's just case, Right. Nice, right?
1: They don't know. They don't see. And that's with any overnight success. You mean an overnight success is in quotes? It doesn't happen first day, it doesn't happen third day. And anyone who says it does, I'm sorry, the longevity of the business, too, you have to look at. So I'm actually very thankful that it took me so long to build the bricks. I know I'm building a solid foundation. And that's what we really got to start with, building a solid foundation. We don't start with the windows and the walls when we're supposed to be building these homes, our financial homes, our our homes. We start with the foundation. And that's honestly what we are trying to accomplish, me and my fiance, myself, is looking at Let's sit down. Let's address all those things. Let's, let's talk about your relationship with money. Let's, let's go back and let's uncover these, these myths, right? Like some of these myths, money's the root of all evil. I'm sure we've heard that money can't buy you happiness. Um, Money isn't everything. That's one of my favorite ones, because here's the thing. Money can't buy you happiness, but money can buy you almost everything that makes you happy. Right. Okay. And I'm not speaking about love and your child and I'm speaking about things like your
0: home. Your let's hair. Be honest. <laughs> people make relationship choices based off of financial right? stability. Exactly. It's the
1: foundation. It's the foundation. Money can't make, what is the other one? Uh, money can't buy you happiness. Money is the root of all evil. Money's the root, money is not the root of all evil. It's for the love of money is the root of all evil. So once I started uncovering these false truths, I started challenging and questioning everything. Everything. I've challenged and questioned everything, not because I'm trying to be disrespectful, but because I want to learn for myself. I need to know what's Gian's relationship with this. How do I feel about it? What's my relationship with it? That's something that I think a lot of us, especially as women, people, we don't do. We have to look and, and that nasty mirror in the hotel room, when you flip it over, if some of you guys have it in your bathroom, when you flip it over and you see it shot in like 10 times, that's what we really got to look at. So that is something that we have to pay attention to because it shows us every blemish and blur on our face. That's exactly what I want to help individuals do without being scared of show the blemishes, show the blur. And then now let's address
0: them in a healthy, loving way. It's so- not bad to make mistakes. Go ahead, please. Right. I agree. So Jen, talk, talk me through, how did you become the number one recruiter in 2018? What was the languaging? What was the passion? What was the, like, how was it you, how were you able to get your message across to so many people in order to get that title for one? Because I feel like a lot of people are in businesses that are similar. Uh, They're growing a team, whether it's through, um, network marketing, whether it's through starting your brick and mortar, whether it's through starting your very own business, whether it be a product or a service of any kind, how do you build a team like that way that you did? Honesty. I'm very
1: upfront. I'm very honest. I'm very straightforward. And I know people can respect and appreciate that. Um, I unfortunately, but fortunately grew up with a mom who doesn't say, Hey, you're a little chunky. Let's go on a walk. She said, you are fat. You're obese. Go walk. And it was rough growing up. I will say that it was rough when you're eight years old and you're like, oh, right? But I will say this, I'm now able to take the sternness and the loving, mash them together and give you the respect that you deserve, but being very frank with you. So Mm -hmm. I think being very frank and upfront and not beating around the bush, I'm not here to fluff people. And I love people. I love making friends. But at the same time, I'm not here to make friends. I'm here to build a legacy. I'm here to to build people. I'm here to make a difference. So if that rubs you the wrong way. Again, I didn't do that intentionally, but I'm giving you facts. So being honest, I think that's the biggest thing, being honest and being upfront, but also massive action, massive action. I talk to so many people. I look at my phone and my contacts. I have 6,847. I'm not saying that I have the most contacts in life. I'm sure people have more than me, but I meet people every single day. I talk to people all the time. We were just at this amazing restaurant, um, Urban Wood. Love that place. Um, I talked to the waitress there. She was kind. She was polite. She was considerate. That's someone I want to work with. Mm-hmm. So I look for certain things that stand out to me and I aggressively attack them or I, I I create a relationship. So relationship building is huge, but you can't create relationships if you don't, if you keep knowing the same people, right? So. There's a quote that really hit me. I read this book called Five Feet from Gold. It said, you will be the same person you are five years from now, despite two things, the books you read and the people that you meet.
0: Mm -hmm. And
1: how many of us read books? I mean, I personally do. Yeah, I had to. When I heard the average millionaire read 60 books a year, I'm like, oh, wow, we are behind. (laughs) We need to amp that up. (laughs) So let me amp that up. And then also the people that I meet. So I don't want to be the same person five years from now. And that's a question we should all ask ourselves. Do we want to be the same exact person five years from now, making the same money, having the same struggles? I don't. So that was something big too, massive action and being intentional, being personal with people. Um, and, And I think another big thing is what is my intention? What is my intention? When I meet someone, am I just bringing them on just to bring them on? No. And here's a bad rap that a lot of recruiting companies get because a lot of people don't know how to be a leader. Leadership is the highest paid position. And you had brought it up earlier. Oprah makes billions of dollars because she's helped millions of people. Jeff Bezos, you know, he's helped millions of people. That's why he's a billionaire. All these in Oprah, all of these people that have made this income, it's because they've helped so many people. So mm-hmm. what is your intention when you're meeting people? I'm not here to just build a large business of people that are just walking around twiddling their thumbs. I'm here to build a large agency of people who have an intention of, and a mission. Our mission is no family left behind as a company. I want to make sure no family is left behind. Harriet Tubman said, I would have freed more slaves if only they had known they were slaves. How many of us are slaves to our financial situation? Right. So being intentional, meeting a lot of people and just being very upfront and frank and, and also coming from love. Yeah, I think those are the four things. I'm, I'm coming from love. I want to make sure that people know when I look them directly in the eye, I don't have time to play games anymore. Like, Jessica, I love our relationship. I don't have time to waste your time or waste my time. Why would I be not honest with you or not honest with myself about our relationship? I'm gonna be very frank. I'm gonna be upfront. I'm going to come from a place of honesty. And sometimes it's not always beautiful, but I'm real. And I'm coming from love
0: and love really, really overcomes all it really does. And what I hear you saying is love for yourself, love and respect for yourself, because it's sometimes hard to put the boundaries out into the world. And, you know, the boundaries are created for ourselves, right? People, a lot of times think boundaries are for other people. Boundaries are, I think for us, because it's, it's keeping your intention to yourself as to the promise to yourself, like we talked about earlier with the water, with showing up for yourself. And it's like, if your intentions are solidified in the why of what it is that you do every day, whether you walked away from this business you have right now to start something else, those four principles of how you did it will follow you forever and always. And nowhere in there did I hear you say I had to be perfect. My action had to be perfection. Like, no, I think all of that is like the willingness to show up. have have conversations, have the easy conversations too, which are talking to the beautiful waitress at the table. Think, seeing, man, she's really cool. I would love to work with her. Like that's how I built my hair business. I see girls walking on the street. I didn't pick out the ones that had shitty hair. I picked out the ones that I was like, girl, your hair is beautiful. I would love to to know your hair. I'd love to see you in the salon. You know? And when I ask for referrals in business, I'm always like, send me someone just like you. Like I make it very clear who I want to work with. And I do hair and you self-finance. Like those couldn't be further from you know, the same thing, but right. th- the commonalities are in business, like, you know, being honest, coming from a place of love, having those boundaries, and then just networking the fuck out of whoever that, Hell is, yeah. you know, so they say your net, your net worth is your, your, your network is your net worth, right? The more people, you know. Uh, and can have relationships with. They don't have to be super intense relationships. It could be just this one time that her and I are chatting, but we have this forever bond now that we've shared we've shared some time. There's a little bit Keeping of contact, like a little bit of trust in there. So, yeah, building your contact list can can open doors, create opportunity um, we'll have an ROI later on down in your life that you can't even see now. So doing the work now is going to pay you dividends in the future. And the business that you do investing in yourself a little bit at a time, um, will reap massive rewards. And I've already invested. I have a couple of the products that your company carries. And so I have a clear path to where when I'm going to retire, what the end of my game looks like and the little stack to tell me hey if you want to do something else later right. like you got something to pull from you want to buy a house you want to send your son to college like all the things so I mean I can't tell you how good finally now at 40 years old it feels to have all that shit lined up. Girl you're
1: 40 you look like you're 22 I'm loving it okay
0: <laughs> I all love right. it and okay.
1: Jessica you said something that kind of um, brought it up we were on a team call this meeting with our agents and one of our agents she said you know I want to learn how to be more outgoing and I said listen I will say this. I think a lot of the times when people get into businesses or trying to network or meet, you don't have to be outgoing. You just have to be going out. You literally don't have to be outgoing. You just have to be going out. Go out, meet more people. And then also have a vision. What is your vision? What's your intention? What's your why? What what are you meeting people for? And your vision should be stretched enough to put all the people in there that you want to bring. If your vision's not large enough to fit others in it, It's you have to look at again. Why are you in this business? What's the purpose of you being in this business? So, and then staying in contact too as well, Jessica. I love that because you meet these individuals. Oftentimes, people meet and then they don't stay in contact. It's follow up, right?
0: Right. right. And that's same with you. You already have clients. If you have clients coming into your into your book of business, whether you're doing hair, makeup, anything in the beauty industry, any any industry where you have clientele. Trust. It's so much easier to keep clients that you already have, or keep contacts with people you've already met, than to get new ones. So, like building that relationship capital with people is the biggest investment you will ever make. But a lot of people don't see the immediate ROI on it, and so they're like, you know, they 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 don't they don't do the work. And it's like you know they call us the microwave generation.
1: Microwave? Why? What's Because we want things real quick and fast, not like baking. We don't want to take the time to bake it, but we can microwave it. We we swipe, we get a pizza. We swipe, we get a date. We swipe, we should just have success. That's not how it is. That is not how it is. Someone told me entrepreneurship is like a hockey stick, but not from the bottom. Like it's um, it's not the like the stick and then the stick. It's like the long stick. You lay it down and then it goes up like this. I hope um there's a visual. I wish I could draw this. Um, but the long stick is laid down. Yeah. Entrepreneurship is like that long stick. Then it shoots up.
0: Yeah. She's, she's right? horizontal and then it goes vertical. Yes. And a lot of times in entrepreneurship, it goes back down to the bottom and then back over to the side and a little bit squiggly and a little sideways. And you mess up a couple of times, but you, you just keep trying and you keep taking messy action because every mistake is a, just a lesson to teach you or to create a story for you to help the next person not make that same mistake. Like, And that's why, you know, you shared a bunch of back stuff and I did too. And it's like, nobody's perfect. And building the confidence that you see that we both have now came from the doing, the fucking up, the habits.
1: Mistakes. Yes. (laughs) People need to stop thinking that mistakes are bad. I think we've come from a society where it's wrong if you mess up. It's not wrong. There is no right or wrong. You took action. Like you said earlier, Jessica, if you don't take action, that would be honestly that's what I would consider being wrong. And I don't say anything's wrong, but if you just don't take the action. you have to make a movement. If you just sit there,
0: nothing's gonna change. right so I love that. And I know so many of you guys listening have that little voice inside of you that you know sometimes she's a little louder than other times and you just shove her down a little bit. you know you're like, I know, okay, yeah, yeah. And then finally, for me, it came to a point, like with the podcast and with creating this company that I was like, okay, now then she was like screaming at me and I couldn't hear or focus on anything else because there was something that needed to come out and that needed to be birthed. And I couldn't see like the next right step. So I just kept saying, I don't know yet. I don't know yet. I don't know how to do this. So I started to put myself in rooms with people who were doing the things that I wanted to be doing. I went around other leaders who were, had events, had podcasts had masterminds. I don't even really know what all that stuff was or like where you could go to even like learn it or do it. It was like a whole new language to me, but I knew that if I just was, you know, the little fish in the big pond that I could grow because they were bigger. There's they're, they're giving me the permission just by showing me how it's done. And I mean, that alone is like one of the most powerful things. So if you guys are looking for events, if you're local to San Diego area, um, you guys, you and your husband both host events for Females, males, and you do a couple of events together where you can bring your spouse or you can bring business yes. partners. Um, so tell us about those events and kind of how you got those started because they look amazing. Thank
1: you, I appreciate it. We actually had started um, a couple months ago, and our first event was just honestly we just we did everything for everyone, and we just wanted to highlight the businesses. So we just wanted people to come, and it's actually crazy. We had one particular guy that he had never experienced a type of love and energy like that before, so he kept asking what's the point? What's the, what are you trying to get? What, what are you trying to receive? Yeah, that was that. And I said, will you just show up and be happy and excited? And he did. He showed up with an attitude for a second there because he was skeptical and I can always work with skeptical, but he got showered with love. And that's again, what we did. We, we just wanted to show all the people like, Couple of people that were mentioned, I got to give them shout outs. Um, I work directly with um, Jessica Medina and Noe at Femex Quarters. Amazing organization. And if anybody's looking for a space to host events, um, I know a lot of people do their events at that place. Gorgeous venue. You can do weddings, you can do photography, all that good stuff, but it's female founded, Latina founded. It's beautiful event space. So Femex Quarters, shout out to Jessie. Um, individuals like that. She's doing so many amazing things for our community. Um, We had an amazing woman, her name is Kim, Kimberly Ceballos. She's amazing, that helps people heal themselves through scale our energy. More people should know that, right? So that's what we focus, we have so many people. We have this large friendship group of people that can affect and make change. Why are we not introducing them to others? So it almost became, we're doing a disservice if we don't introduce and communicate and network these people together. So the same guy who's doing our wedding, shouldn't he be introduced to some people that are getting married? Yes. Right. So we just really wanted to start it as a, a connecting. It's not just a normal networking event. We want it to be about people that we actually connect, love with, grow with, have had challenges, but are honest and loving too. Like you had said, when you make referrals, I want them just like you. I don't ever want to refer somebody to somebody that I personally haven't used or used myself. And these are all great people with great intentions and full of love and, and inside great, beautiful, that energy that just feels like light when, when you're hugged by them or, or being touched by them or sitting down with them, they don't make you feel ignorant when you're learning, right? That's huge. So that's when we really started those um, events. And then just last month, we had our first um, one where you, you know, buy a ticket and we do that. And we had amazing time. We had some vendors there, but this one was a panel of five speakers. So it was called faith, family, fitness, finance, and fun, how you can have it all. And here's the surprise kicker. You can't have it all, all the time. You have to make priorities. You have to figure out which one works for you at that moment or or how you can focus on this and then prioritize. So we just really want to build and grow with each other. And um, you had said something I have to say, your environment is huge. When you said, you have to get out of your environment. And if you don't know certain things, you have to go seek them. If you have the smartest person in that room, you're in the wrong room. That's also why we wanted to create these events. There's so many people out there that are much better than me at clothing, dressing, um, speaking another language, doing charcuterie boards, right? Um, Creating a wine business, right? So we wanted to put all these people together. I can learn from them. They can learn from me and we can learn with each other. And uh, on Shark Tank, I had heard someone say this. It was beautiful. I think it was Damon John. He said, the reason why I'm on Shark Tank and the reason why I love it so much isn't because of the other sharks. He said, I don't learn anything from them. I learn from the creativity of the people coming in, these young people coming with ambition and hunger and, and this desire. He can learn from all these new people. So again, why not put a space where more people like-minded yeah. get together and connect with each other. So that's really why we created these events. I think um, in February, uh, January, February, I think February, we're probably going to do a fierce female event since it's February. So wow. I think it's fierce female, first lady, the future of finance is female. So I think I'm going to do that for February for the women. So
0: Okay, we'll yeah. make sure you send me that invite and we'll definitely, oh, I will. if you have any links, we'll put it in the show notes because this episode was probably be coming around that time. I mean, thank you for what you're doing just to create awareness around, first of all, females and, and being able to have this conversation around money that is not so taboo anymore because it's one of the things I teach, you know, in my six figure stylist course is it's not about being rich per se, because I've had girls come to me and say, well, it's, I don't want to be rich. And then they rattle off a list of the life they want to live and the things they want. I'm like, motherfucker, you got to be rich to have all this. <laughs> in San Diego, like hundred grand a year. You're not rich. They said if you make less than two hundred thousand, you're in poverty in San Diego, California. Well, shit. So yeah. that does <laughs> a little bit. I don't know what does, and that's just the reality of what it costs to live here. It's it's yes. not to you say you're not doing things right, but it's like you could be doing things in a different way that could produce better results. And so that's all you know. Ever this podcast is for is just to bring you awareness around how you could be showing up, how you could be having different conversations. Um, around your business, your life, these networking events really have helped open my eyes to, you know, I've been doing the same thing for 20 years when it comes to like the behind the chair business. And the younger generation have taught me so much about ownership of my business and like creating different skill sets within the business. I just thought, I knew, I know what I know and I'm good at what I do. And so I'm just going to stay in my box, but I've been able to increase my income by, you know, a shit ton by implementing new strategies with, how I work, how I talk, how I share, like all of the things. So, um, I'm grateful for getting uncomfortable. And one of my buddies who was on the podcast a while ago said, you know, instead of pushing myself outside of my comfort zone, he would say, I grew my comfort zone. He's like, because I always love that comfort and what I'm doing. And so whatever spin you got to put on it to make it work for you. Like I'm all about that. So if you're just in the business of growing Your comfort zone, like we we honor you and and we invite you into the group too, because we want you to like, you know, bring that bring that awareness of just like whatever it is that you need. I I feel like sometimes when I talk about this kind of stuff, it's like a get out of your comfort zone, do things you don't know, do the hard shit. And it's like, yeah, choose your hard. Do you want to struggle hard? Do you want to have shit be fucked up and not roll right? Or do you want to try a little bit harder in the new department that you're not sure what the right next step is, but you're willing to just take the step. And and figure it out along the way. That's what I'm here for. How about you? I love that. I'm here for all of that. Like, think about when we were younger. What did we want
1: to ask? Ask a three-year-old, what do you want to be when you grow up? They're they're insane in a beautiful way. They're like, I want to be a cowboy, rock star, I'm gonna be on the bachelorette. I'm (laughs) gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna be the world's best candy eating machine. You know, like what? I'm gonna be a scuba diver. You say all these crazy things. Ask someone who's 30 and older what they wanna do and what they wanna be. I wanna pay my bills and get by. Where have our dreams gone? Why did we stop dreaming? Where's our vision? And I'm all for all visual boards, right, too? And I will say this. I heard, um, I don't know who said this, but I loved it. Instead of just looking at a vision board, too, create a success board. Create what you've already done and put it on there so you can remind yourself how awesome you are. You're the shit. And if nobody's told you today or yesterday or last week, you are. Hey, Lord, Jessica, you're the shit. Hey, Lauren, you're the shit. Hey, Alice, you're the shit. Give it up to Bobby and Ricky over here too, because sometimes we forget to tell ourselves all the things that we've accomplished. And we, we, we look for the next thing at all times, which is great, but be happy and be grateful to think things that you've done. Sometimes we have to remind ourselves all the things that we've done, all the accomplishments that we've had. we got to give ourselves a pat on the back. And then um, there's a book by Mel Robbins, the high five habit. Give yourself a high five, try it. High five yourself in the mirror. Be that crazy person. Tell yourself you're a badass every single day. It's not crazy. What you
0: tell yourself every single morning is what you believe too. Yeah. And you guys can steal my, my line that I've been using for the last, I don't even know, money flows to me easily and freely. Like anytime I feel any sort of twinge around my money, something pops up in my head, I can't afford that. Oh, this bill's coming or this is a stretch or I don't know. I literally just sit and embody that feeling of money flows to me easily and freely. And I'm not even joking like, I have friends who coach on manifestation, who talk about it. So I think they've trickled into my brain a little bit. And it's just the it's not about the fluffy that you make it affirmations. It's about really embodying and talking yes. lovingly to yourself and encouraging the universe to listen to those signals that you're putting out because if on one hand you're sending signals of scarcity and and victim and you know, desperate vulnerability, like that's the shit that's going to come back to you. And so when I see people's lives unravel and it's like this bad thing happened and the next bad thing and then the ne- and they're like why me and i'm like over here like win 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 even if they're little yes i'm still like yes happen. all is good but what's with those wins what's really going on is like there are some fucked up shit going on but i'm not even noticing it because i'm staying in the positivity of what is good in my life and i focus on that do you know that the human
1: DNA strand, if you literally take a light particle and a piece of human DNA, the light particle automatically connects to that DNA strand. But when we're not coming from exactly what you said, from scarcity, and we're coming, when we're, when we're coming from scarcity and we're not coming from abundance, we're literally not attracting that light to us. We're pushing it away. If we were walking down the street and abundance was going to flow to one or the other, who do you think it's going to flow to? The person coming from love and and love and energy and happiness and joy, or the person that's negative grumbling about things. Well, it's not going to go attract. We want to go to the things that attract light attracts light. So be from that light coming from that love. You literally, it's so funny. You said that one of my affirmations is I deflect all the negative and I only see love. I literally don't see bad shit at all. I'm focused on focusing on all the good, the positive, right? I don't even, when somebody says, oh, I'm so sorry as you last week. I'm like, I don't even know. I don't care. It didn't affect me. So I'm sorry it affected you, but I'm glad that you, you know, I'm glad that you figured it out for yourself. And those little wins are huge. You have to give it up for those little wins. Pat yourself in the back a
0: lot more. We are really hard on ourselves. Yeah. So you guys, when you get done with this podcast, if you're not driving, or if you're doing something that you can, I want you guys to write down Just free write a list of all the wins, all the positives, all the things that you've done, accomplished, made it through, you know, came out on the other end and you're still kicking. Like, write all that stuff down, big or small. And I want you to share it with us in the podcast notes. I want you to send me a DM. I want you to tell me, you know, what's on your heart around this and how you're going to focus on rolling into 2022, feeling like the powerhouse badass that you are, someone who attracts all the abundance that it is that you want in your life, whether it's finance, love, relationships, whatever. But All we're saying is get in the rooms with these people having these conversations because it will expand and grow you, uh, hopefully in ways that it's done for us. Um, So we want to invite you to, you know, you have your event coming up, so we'll make sure that's in the show notes. I've got events coming up in 2022. If it's not ours, jump in on somebody's and, you know, be the light. Like you said, I love that. That's what we're going to create. The school
1: name is going to be called The Lighthouse. Oh, um, yes. <laughs> we want to make sure because the lighthouses really do. I know I researched lighthouses. They, you know, they shine that light so that whoever's lost can follow that light. And we all have this beautiful light within us. And I have this quote that I came up with when I was like nine or ten. It was crazy. Um, it's called realized your greatness and understand your uniqueness." And once we realize how great we are, and we understand that our uniqueness is what makes us us, I can't be you, Jessica. I I can never be Oprah, but I can do a damn good Gian Saunders. And that's what we all need to remember. Realize your greatness, understand your uniqueness. When you realize that you have just unlocked your superpower. Now you're unstoppable because you're living in your own truth.
0: Gian for president. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I love that. I love that. You know where people find you? What's your social media that they that they can tap into? Is it your um, fierce female financier?
1: Yes, fierce female financier on Instagram. That's F I E R C E R female, and then financier F I N A N C I E R. They do say the future of finance is female, so I just want to put that. Um, out there into the world. And our business, um, Trans-American World Financial Group have actually been recognized for having the highest number of female representatives in any financial industry. That's huge. Huge. Again, like huge. We've been predominantly ran by men. This is our time, right? Let's go ahead and, and charge ahead. And if there's anything I can learn and help you guys out with, please send me a DM. I love that. He said, write down a list of those things, send it on over to me too. Um, my Instagram handle again, a fierce female financier. I am on TikTok as well. I'm not really that avid on TikTok, but I'm on it. Um, but I do post little small things like books I'm reading. Um, it's actually really just all about books. And, um, also you can find me on clubhouse. I'm on clubhouse, fierce female, but also just shoot me a text. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm one of those people that even when I'm making my 10 millions a month, yes, that's how crazy, 10 millions a month, um, shoot me a text message, shoot me, shoot me a call. I want to connect with people and love people. I actually, it was crazy. I listened to a podcast with Ed Milette and the guy that runs Starbucks right now. He put his number on there. I called him. I invited him to our wedding. He called me back, said, hey, Jan, I can't make it, but I wanted to let you know you're amazing. We had a 15 minute conversation. That was Amazing. The, the owner of Starbucks. So that was pretty darn cool. So shout out to him. And uh, thank you, Ed Milet. But honestly, just go come find me. I want to find you. I want to connect. I love connecting with people.
0: So please TikTok, Facebook, Instagram. I'm on all of those. Awesome. And if you guys have loved this episode, please let us know and tag it. Screenshot it. Tag your girls in this. Um, tell us your takeaways because without you sharing, um, the podcast can't grow. And I'm forever grateful for all of you who do share, who do comment, who send me messages. It means the world. Um, and this episode is now brought to you by the Behind the Beauty Brand Membership, which is going to be launching in 2022, which is a all inclusive mastermind coaching membership hybrid that my girl Lauren and I are running for you guys. So there'll be more info on that. But if you want, you can text me. Um, my number's on the Instagram. But guys. Follow Gian, get the the finance information that you need. Send her a DM if you have questions or if you haven't invested in your future self yet, if you don't have a retirement, if you don't have things set up, hit your girl up, okay? Ask questions. May I say one last thing,
1: Jessica? First off, it was a pleasure and an honor. And you are not only beautiful outside, but you're beautiful inside. And that's something that most people... I think that just, just need to realize that they have the beauty inside as well. And you shine through. And I appreciate that so much. Like in the little bit of time that we've known each other, I really appreciate you. So I love that. And thank you so much for having me on. Um, The last thing I just wanted to say, when it comes to any business, there's four things that you really need to do. And it's, it's like very similar to the ax like hitting down, like swinging an ax, hitting it down and and cutting down your tree. You have to sharpen your ax. You have to sharpen your axe, and that's sharpening your skills. You have to learn. You have to develop yourself. Reach out to people and find people that can help. If you don't know how to save for retirement, call me. If you don't know how to save for your children, call me. I can help your children. We do long-term care. We We do final expense plans. We want to make sure that we leave a legacy. Call people and find out. Search that. The second thing is you actually have to be persistent. You can't just swing the ax one time. You have to keep swinging it and you have to swing it hard. So that's another thing. Swing it hard. Don't just swing it in one place soft, swing it hard. And then the last thing is you have to be patient, right? You have to pick that ax ax up and take action, but you have to be patient because you can't swing an ax and hit it down no matter how sharp your blade is in one swing. We're not Paul Bunyan. So hit it, hit it hard, be patient and sharpen your skills.
0: I love that. So true. And, and that's exactly like what I said earlier, you know, thinking I couldn't teach an old dog, new tricks. Like the things I've learned over the last couple of years, I wish somebody would have bitch slapped me and showed me the way because uh-huh. I would be so much better set up than I am now, but that's okay. Uh-huh. I'm 40. I'm doing the thing. I'm, I'm, I'm 10 further steps than I was five, six years ago. So I'm grateful for people like doing the work, putting this out there for the rest of us to learn from. So I appreciate all the things that you're doing too. It's amazing. Thank you so much,
1: Jessica. And I appreciate it. And listeners, I cannot wait to meet you. I love you guys. Let's all just get better together. And I'm so proud of you, Jessica, again. This podcast is amazing.
0: Same to you, girl. Leading the leaders. I love it. All right, guys, we'll see you on the next one. Again, if you loved this episode, tag us, tag your bestie. Send this to someone who you think would find value in it. And we will see you on the next one.